Hey guys, welcome to Weak Woman Perfect God, the podcast. On this show, we will unveil and define how to truly invite God's power to be perfected in your weakness and hardship, as mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Each week, you will be empowered and equipped to find beauty in your weakness, embrace the journey, and rest in the arms of a perfect God. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I am your host, Alexis Shea, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Week Woman Perfect God, the podcast. This week is very kind of impromptu. I actually came across this quote, another quote by Charles Spurgeon, who you all know that I absolutely love. He was such a wise man, like just a great teacher, a great man of God, a general in his time. So I just really love him and uh, he has some of the most profound teachings and I came across this one. It's from an an excerpt of his from one of his sermons called Discretion and Dilemma. It is a little bit lengthy. I was trying to figure out how to share it with you all, share it with somebody because somebody needs to hear this because this is amazing. This is too long to put in an Instagram post. I don't have a blog, so maybe that's something I can look into for when I really, really want to write or say a lot. (laughs) But for now, I will be sharing it on this podcast and just kind of going in and sharing my thoughts about it. But so this is the excerpt from his sermon. It starts, we are always prone to put a high estimate upon what we are or may be or can feel or do. It is clear then that self must stand out of the way that there may be room for God to be exalted. And that is the reason the true secret why God bringeth his people oftentimes into straits and difficulties that being brought to their wits end and made conscious of their own folly and weakness. They may be fitted to behold the majesty of God when he comes forth to work their deliverance. A man whose life shall be one even a smooth path will see but little of the glory of God, for he has few occasions of self-emptying, and hence but little fitness for being filled with the revelation of God. They who navigate little streams and shallow creeks know but little of the God of tempests. But they who go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Among the huge Atlantic waves of bereavement, poverty, temptation, and reproach, we learn the power of Jehovah because we feel the littleness of man. Self-esteem is that speck in the eye which most effectually mars human vision. The great surgeon of souls removes this from us chiefly by sanctified afflictions. At the mouth of the furnace, the great purifier sits as a refiner to purify the sons of Levi. And when this work has been achieved and they have become pure in heart, the divine purpose is accomplished. God's glory is manifested. For the pure in heart shall see the Lord. 
Thank God then, dear brother, dear sister, dear person listening to this. If you have been led by a rough road, it is this which has given you your experience of God's loving kindness. Your troubles have enriched you with a wealth of knowledge to be gained by no other means. Your trials have been the cleft of the rock in which God has set you as he did his servant Moses, that you might behold his glory as it passed by. Praise your gods, O sons of sorrow. Ye have not been left to the darkness and ignorance which continued prosperity might have involved. Bless him that you have been capacitated to show forth his glory by being permitted and honored to endure a great fight of affliction. Our one aim in life is, I trust, to glorify our God. And if so, are not those afflictions precious which enable us to honor him? We will call them friends if they help us to praise God. We will wear them as jewels and rejoice in them as a bride rejoiceth in her ornaments if they aid us in glorifying our blessed Lord. In this spirit, we may also envy the children of Israel as we see them entangled in the wilderness and overtaken by their foes. For now shall they see the mighty arm of God made bare. Oh my goodness, that was just so good. That was the most beautiful poetry. I just wanted to share a little bit. I, I kind of scratched the surface last week when I talked about, you know, just reflecting on my year and all that God has brought me through. But I just want to share that in light of purpose, in light of when God calls us to a thing, especially, you know, if God has called you to do a mighty work in the earth, every person has a purpose. Every person has a reason they were sent to this earth. For those of us who are called to change a generation, to change a society, to change the culture, to establish the kingdom on the earth, they are met with great warfare. Even Martin Luther King, I'm reminded of even now, the prophet at my church was speaking this to me maybe a few weeks ago. You know, when you're called to change a generation, you endure great warfare, great affliction. Even with Martin Luther King, he changed the structure of our society. He and many others played a very vital role in us allow, you know, being able to have some of the freedoms that we do have today as people of color. But it was not, as Charles Spurgeon said, it was not an even and straight path for him. It was not an even and smooth path for him. Eventually, it led to his death. But on his journey, he, en he endured a lot of affliction. He endured a lot of tests and trials and difficulties. When God has called you to do a great work in the earth, you're going to be met with some level, some degree of affliction. I've been in Christ for a few years now, and I'm aware that this is a part of the process that God has not only myself, but has his sons and his daughters in as he, you know, refines us. But I honestly cannot get used to the fire. It burns every single time. <laughs> like, and it's not a burn that is painful. Rather, it's a stripping. It's like a cleansing. And I'll be honest, I squirm every single time. You know, I want to kick and I want to scream every single time. Because 
when you're in the fire, when you're being tested, it is not a fun process. And this is what Charles Spurgeon, I believe this is what he was trying to unveil in this sermon. I actually haven't listened to the whole sermon, but I believe this is what he was speaking of. When we get to those moments where we're even at our wits end, where we can't endure, that is where we see his strength the most. And 2 Corinthians chapter 12 says his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. And so I have a little bit of a testimony where I experienced that. Well, honestly, I experienced that all throughout this year, but there's a specific story that I experienced in January where where I literally had nothing left. So in the last podcast and in the last Instagram post that I uploaded, you saw where I mentioned just a little bit about where I was this time last year. The week of Christmas last year, my grandmother got really sick. We were taking care of her at home and then it got to the point where we needed to take her to the hospital. We take her to the emergency room and we find out that she tests positive for COVID. And so they keep her in the hospital. They later find out that not only was it COVID, but she had pneumonia as well. And so she was in the hospital for quite a few weeks and she began to show signs of improvement. Her breathing, her oxygen levels increased. She began talking. She began praying and singing. One of the nurses actually told me that she would sing, they would sing gospel songs and church hymns together, but she began to improve. So we became hopeful. There wasn't a doubt that she would come home and her mother would be fine. And then one day we got the call that her health just plummeted and the family drove down and all of us are outside. It's the middle of December. It's freezing. Because of COVID restrictions, not many people were allowed to visit her at one time. So in groups of two and sometimes groups of three or one were being allowed to go visit her for the final time. And we had assigned a family member to kind of spend the night with her overnight just so she wouldn't be alone because she was in her last days. That night, I believe it was a Friday night, it was my turn. I, you know, I wanted to stay and watch my grandmother. A Holy Spirit actually spoke to me very early on, I knew that she would be passing on my watch. Holy Spirit told me this even before I had to go home and pack a bag, an overnight bag and all those things. And so as I'm on my way to the hospital to spend the night with my grandmother, it begins to snow and it rarely, if ever, you know, really snows in South Carolina. And it was such a supernatural moment this last 24 hour that uh next span of 24 hours and so when i got to the hospital of course i went up to the room and there were two night nurses they were super sweet you know they made sure that she was comfortable they made sure that that she was breathing fine that she was taken care of that she was clean that to me it really blessed me honestly because she was dying. My grandmother was dying. It was only a matter of hours that she had left on this earth, but they went out of their way to make sure that she was 
taken care of and comfortable. And so I really, I really did appreciate that. And so, you know, I, I tried to talk to her and it was too much for me, honestly, but I couldn't get words out. So I just listened to music with my grandmother. I listened to prophetic songs. There was one song in particular by Salmas Rain. Um, that was very beautiful. I think it's called We Commune With You. And so we just worshiped <laughs> and I prayed for her. I anointed her feet. I prayed for her journey as she journeys into eternity. I got very little sleep that night. I remember out that morning, it was, it started off kind of gloomy and then suddenly the clouds opened, like literally the sky opened and this light shone directly through the window in the hospital and it shined directly on my grandmother. And I cannot make this up. When I tell you this was one of the most supernatural encounters I've ever seen. It was literally like a movie. This light shined directly on her and literally nowhere else but on her. And her breathing began to slow. So she was on, you know, the breathing machines that were helping her to breathe. Her breaths became very few and far between. And it was very scary. I, I'll be honest, this was one of the scariest things for me to experience. There was one breath where it was, it felt like eons between each breath. I began to pray and I could just feel the Holy Spirit telling me it is time. I'm welcoming her home. And it was, it was, it was such a, a scary, frightening time, but it was also very beautiful. And so I began to pray as I'm praying each breath, like I'm thanking God for, because I know literally now we're into the territory where each breath is a blessing and it's always that way for all of us you know every single breath we take is a blessing but i know that these are her final breaths and every extra breath that she gets is literally a gift from god a beautiful gift from god and so each breath literally my heart drops and i'm thanking god thank you god so much for this breath this one breath thank you for another one until they were no more and i called you know her doctor and her nurses and and so the two young nurses they were off and there was a new nurse my first time meeting her was when she came in you know, I called them in to tell them she passed and her name was Faith. <laughs> and so when I call them in, Faith comes over and she just kind of envelops me and, and covers me and comforts me. Even that to me was just so prophetic that her name was Faith. And God was saying, like, just speaking so much to me, encouraging me and strengthening me. You know, that was only the beginning for me because I had to call my mother and all of my grandmother's, you know, my aunts and my uncles and my grandmother's children and grandchildren. I had to call of these all of these people and tell them that my grandmother had passed and this was one of the hardest things I've ever had 
to do. I remember I had to call my mother and tell her that her mother had passed away and I had to experience her not being able to comprehend that, not being able to understand the words, you know, not being able to make sense of it, to put the pieces together. And so I had to gather myself and I had to tell her again. And that was literally so hard for me to do. Then, you know, everyone began to show up and I had to relive everyone's reaction. I had to relive everyone's own experience because I was there from the beginning. And every time someone came into the hospital room and saw my grandmother lying there was an entirely new experience. It literally happened in waves. And so I had to ride the waves. I had to survive each encounter, each person that came in. I had to survive their experience with them. And and it sounds kind of silly me saying this now, but I remember feeling like a human straw. Like, (laughs) I remember feeling like a human straw. I remember even in the midst of the single-handedly most vulnerable moment of my life, God wanting to minister to my family through me. And in my head, it's not even making sense, but I literally was at my wit's end. I had nothing. I was nothing. I was nothing. I was little and God was everything. So I wasn't even in a point, at a point where I could debate it, where I could resist him. Like I was nothing. And so God wanted to minister to them and love on them and speak, you know, love to them and encourage them and and tell them, you know, the beautiful night that we had, the experiences and the light shining on her. You know, he wanted me to encourage them and be that light and strength when I was nothing. And so he had to be everything. And and the reason I say I felt like a human straw was because of this. And this is the only word I can think to encapsulate how I, you know, that moment for me, I was nothing. And so while I am nothing, God is flowing through me and I'm just being used, you know. Later on, I made a post on social media about that, opening up about what this moment really was in my experience. And in that post, I said, many of my loved ones have witnessed the strength I've exhibited this weekend and thus themselves have looked to me as a source of light in the darkness. Unbeknownst to them, I too am clinging to that same rock alongside them, the living water residing within me, Christ Jesus. I'm aware that my family was not able to see how I was viewing things from my perspective, but in my eyes, in my own experience, we were all shipwrecked. (laughs) We're all shipwrecked and we were all swimming to the shores of the love of God. We were all making our way and finding our way to safety on the island of Jesus, (laughs) on this rock, this firm foundation, this shelter. Myself included, we're clinging onto the rock of Jesus. Like I had no strength. I had no will. I had no, no fight. I had nothing left. And God had to become everything to me. And he had to become my source And it put everything into perspective because I realized how important it is for God to be 
our source. There was no other person on this earth I could have pulled on in that manner and survived. Like I would have died. This is how much of nothing I was. And I know it seems like I'm exaggerating, but this was a, a very hard encounter for me because I've, I've never seen anybody die before, let alone, you know, a family member, the woman who raised me and who introduced me to Christ, you know, and told me who God was, you know. There were so many memories I had of her being raised, you know, by this this Jesus-loving woman. I remember as a child sitting at her feet and she would tell me about God, tell me who he was. And even then, I didn't know it, but she was discipling me. She was my intro, true introduction to, to who he was. And so this was a very real, very tough encounter for me. And I am not exaggerating when I say I would have died had Christ, had God not been my source and my strength in that moment. You know, it reminds me of a scripture that says God is a very present help in the time of need. He's my fortress, my strong tower. And so to bring it full circle, had I not encountered this, had I not gone through this, had God not held me, carried me through this, I would never have known him in that capacity. This was one of the toughest moments, single-handedly toughest moments of my life. I will call it my friend because it aided me in honoring my God. It aided me in seeing him as my source of everything. He is my source of everything. And so I will worship him even in that moment, even in the toughest moments. Yes, I may have my moments. I may become ungrateful or frustrated or, or just disgruntled, but my heart posture will forever be I will always return to the heart posture of worship because when I even in that moment and and forevermore when I reach my wits in it is showing me that he is enough when I come to a mountain he is the way maker when I come to the end of my road the end of myself he becomes enough he becomes my sufficiency and so I really just wanted to encourage you with this word I didn't know I was going to share that part of my journey but praise be to God and I pray that whatever you are experiencing your own loss, your own trauma, your own difficulties, your own weaknesses, whatever whatever trial, whatever affliction you are encountering. I pray that God gives you the eyes, even prophetically now, God, remove the scales. God, give them the eyes to see that your testing your discipline is not a punishment. It is not to hurt us. It is so that we can see your glory, God. So God, we thank you. We honor you, God. We bless you. We magnify you, God. Thank you, God, that you are setting us upon a rock as you did your servant Moses, God, so that we can see your glory pass by, God. Thank you, God, that you are allowing us to be pursued by our enemies so that you can 
opened up seas before us, God. Thank you, God, that you will show forth your glory, God. And Father, I just pray, God, that we will walk in obedience, God, that we will not resist you, God, that we will not resist your way, God. Father, not our will, God, we 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 assume the heart posture of not my will, but your will be done, Father. And I know that in the moment, God, that may be easy to say, and it may we may have to we may have to profess this with clenched teeth on our hands and knees, prostrated before you in the fire. We will we will do so, God, even if it's hard, even when it hurts to worship you, God. This is following you, God. This is fellowshipping with the suffering of Christ. You have great purpose in suffering, God. You have great purpose in suffering. So God, we will honor you wherever we find ourselves, God. Wherever we find ourselves, even if we make our beds in hell, God, we know that you are with us, God. And we thank you for your character. We thank you for who you are, God. Help us to see your purpose in a in affliction, your purpose in the suffering, your purpose in the wilderness, in the discipline, in the fire, in the refining. Help us to see God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I I honestly didn't know I would be sharing that testimony, that part of my journey, but I just pray that whatever you're going through, that not only was it a blessing to you, but I pray that you're encouraged that you will get through this. This too shall pass. Think about the last hard thing that you went through. It didn't kill you. It didn't destroy you. You may have got a little bumped here and there, but you survived and you're going to survive this. So I hope you are encouraged. I hope you your spirits are lifted, that your soul is lifted wherever you are. And I thank you for clicking on this episode and enjoying this little impromptu random word. <laughs> but, you know, it's not random because God is sovereign and he knew that this needed to be released. So, God, we just thank you. And, yeah, thank you guys for clicking in. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. And see ya. Bye. Bye.